What's up, baby? Hey. How you been, brother? I've been great. Nice. Great. Have you? I'm off tomorrow. That's yes. why. And you know, you know what? When's the last time you heard me say I'm off tomorrow on um, this podcast? Not. I think I've been off 19 times since the last <laughs> time I heard you say that you're off. Yeah. So, yeah. wow. Fantastic. Speaking of, you're going to be off next week. I Yes. Pre- preemptively, so, we're skipping next, next week's episode. And then by the time I'm back, two weeks from today, it's Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, we will hopefully have mm-hmm. both watched all of season two of Loki, and that mm-hmm. will be our Loki spoiler cast. Mm-hmm. But enough about next next week. I want to talk about this this week, mm-hmm. specifically today mm-hmm. at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Do you know which band released a new single today at 10 a.m.? Brand new single, not a re-release creed no even better <laughs> i mean creed it just announced their tour so nice. they are back i saw real quick i saw a clip of an interview with scott stapp uh on theo vaughn's podcast yeah that dude had a life like a, a messed up childhood yeah anyway yeah um no not creed uh okay is it a better band or a worse band it is a better band a better band and then you're going to um, say another band, and I'm going to say it's a better band like four or five times until we get to the top of the pyramid. <laughs> okay, so it's a band that's very, very good. Yes. Blink-182. No. Okay. They have, they have like a new album out, they right? Do, or a yeah, new album yeah. coming out? Nope. They just dropped a brand new album. Cool. Okay, wait a minute. So I'll now, wait, wait. No, don't tell okay. me. Because now I'm curious. Can I give you a, a timeline? How long it's no, been since no. they released a no. new song? No, because I want to ask you this. Are they considered a good band or a great band by you? Or are they considered a good band and a great band by, uh, yeah, Rolling Stone magazine? No, I don't trust them. Uh, <laughs> okay. by record sales, both. Okay, is it a band that I like? I think you appreciate. I okay, so I don't think like them. you're on record as not loving them. So okay, but I think objectively, you're like yeah. Great band. Not for me, but great band. Great band. Not I think. for me. Historically, from a record perspective, does a great job. Uh, I really want to give you the timeline hint. No, don't. Because that, that'll give it away. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised that I, I haven't given it away already. Well, I'm trying to think of a band that like I appreciate. We've talked about really this band like on the podcast. Beatles. Yeah. Really? They came out with a new single today. 53 years since wow, the last song Wow, so... Hip. <laughs> no, well, here's the thing. I heard Beatles kinda, are beating. Beatles are releasing a new uh, what, song tomorrow. What kind of what kind of hip swing and bebop did those young it's, folk drop? It's, it's a trap single. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if it was. It was some duet with Skrillex. <laughs> I am the walrus. No, I uh, I heard yesterday Beatles are releasing a new song for the first time in 53 years. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, this is going to be gross and like AI generated or something like that. No, not really. Not quite. Not at all. But they did use modern technology to release this for the first time. Before John Lennon died, he recorded a bunch of like... Just oh, tapes. so this isn't actually a new song. This is a song that they just always had and decided not to release it until they they prepped it up. Not quite. Uh, okay. John Lennon used to record a bunch of tapes on his okay. own. He used to like just come up with a little ditty, sing it into a cassette recorder, uh, sometimes with a piano, sometimes without a piano. Um, then he died in 1980, famously. Uh, oh, boy. And then okay. in the 90s, the three remaining Beatles decided to get together. I think uh, Paul was coming out with a new album, and he wanted to feature... 
uh, both of them on the album. But then while they were together, they're like, hey, the three of us should do something. Um, and like nothing ever really came from it. They were really close to making this one song. Uh, ooh, I should look up what the name of the song is because uh, that's what this segment is about. Um, but they wanted it to be all four of them. So they were like, what What do we do for this uh this uh it's called now and then is the name of the single um what do we do for this uh this song that we could use john we don't want to use like just b-roll of other stuff from the beatles that we haven't used because there's a reason we didn't use that and then they told this idea to yoko and they're like hey yoko what would you think of us doing this and she was like i think that would be cool and here's a bunch of tapes that i think you could use no one's ever heard these (laughs) they're not john lennon songs they're not beatles songs and he was like working on stuff and then died. So like these theoretically, these aren't like trash. Like these aren't things that he didn't use. These are things that he theoretically could have gone on to use if he was still alive. So like, perfect. And then they heard this little thing that he did called Now and Then. Um, that's him with a piano, but it's on a tape. Uh, and they didn't want to use the piano. They wanted to use his lyrics and his voice because it sounded really good. But the technology at the time couldn't remove the piano from the thing. I'm limited by the technology of my time. Yes. <laughs> Literally, there's there's a 12 minute video explaining how they made the song, and that's the exact vibes I got. I'm limited by, and they show the footage because they filmed them in 1995, so, and they're like, oh, it's just not working. Uh, it's very much. I'm we limited. don't have an M3 Pro available. Yeah, exactly. So they just shelved it, and nothing came of it. And then uh, George died of cancer in 2000, 2001, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was it was just like, well. That would have been cool. And they like recorded some stuff. They just never released anything. Okay. And then Peter Jackson went and made the Get Back movie, the three part mm-hmm. movie for Disney Plus. And there was so much footage that when they found it wasn't really usable because there was so much like they wanted to hear the conversation of like John and Paul talking about a song, but Ringo was just fucking going ham on the drums in the background. So like the whole, all the audio was useless. So they literally invented the technology to separate in one audio track to separate like piano sound or guitar sounds or drum sound from the the conversation they could either remove the conversation and just you could hear paul what he's working on on the bass or they could remove the music and you could hear the conversation so paul was like hey peter if i give you this cassette tape of john with his voice and a and a piano could you do the thing they plugged it into a computer digitized the audio went bloop, 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 bloop. there it is and it's john's crystal clear voice isolated you can't hear anything in the background singing this really cool song and they're like holy shit beep, boop, boop. hey ringo <laughs> remember that song we were doing in 95 uh i think we got it so they put it all back together they used some backing vocals from george they used some uh some of the instruments that they did Paul re-recorded his bass, Ringo re-recorded his drums, and then the son of their old producer, uh, George Martin, his name is Giles or Giles Martin, I don't know how to pronounce that British name, um, did like a string accompaniment, because Paul was like, I think there should have been strings in the song when we were working on it, so he did some like Beatles-esque strings, put it all together, dropped it on streaming this morning at 10 a.m. We've been alive for a new Beatles song, Dubs. Aren't you so excited? It's probably Dookie. It's, it's pretty good. It's like not top tier Beatles songs, but it's a serviceable song. It's pretty good. It's a little bit of like a downer. It's like a, it's like a minor, minor key uh, song because of the way John sang it. Yeah, it's kind of fitting for this year. Yeah, sure. <laughs> 
Um, but then like the stuff that they added to it was very cool. And, um, oh, Paul also did a slide guitar solo in the style of George, which I also thought was very interesting. Like a steel guitar? Uh, like you get the, the thing, the tube on your finger and you like the guitar is on your lap. Is that a steel guitar? Lap steel. Yeah. Lap steel. So he did one of those. Uh, that sounds really cool. And then, um, they, they're going to release another, like a little sequel, like 12, 15, 30 minute sequel to get back on Disney plus tomorrow at 10 AM. Um, so you can watch the making of from like the original, uh, like stuff with like Yoko and John and their apartment recording stuff. And then some interviews with like his son being like, Oh, I remember my dad doing that all the time. And then the 1995 thing and then the follow-up thing. And then Paul coming to Peter and the making of that part. And then Ringo recording his shit. I don't know. It's just really cool to me. I mean, you're a Beatles fan. Yeah. But it's like, do you get what I mean when I said, like, not really AI, not really gross? Like, they definitely use digital modern technology to do it. But it, it feels like an authentic Beatles song. Like, they didn't sure. all collaborate together, but they kind of really didn't towards the end anyway. Like, they sure. would all record shit, and then Paul would be like, this is my song. I'll put it together. Okay, there it is. Um, but it has John, George, Paul, and Ringo on it playing stuff that has never been before released. I feel like I feel like that's very it's very up to the individual to define that because to me if they're not collaborating on a song yeah it's not it's not a song by the band if you know what I mean got it like if I record like And in 25 years, you isolate I that, from, that this, from this podcast, from this podcast <laughs> and you're like, I made a fucking song out of that, man. Uh, like we made the Geek and Destroy, the Geek and Destroy bands back together. I'd be like, no, nah, not really. You fucking took a you took a sound bite and you kind of like as somebody who's written songs before, not that they were good. Yeah. But at least how I've written songs, there's so much discussion about the song for it to yeah. be collaboratively everybody's involvement all but four voices at once but that's how i write that's how i like to write songs sure. like the, the the best way i've written songs for how i write has been i play something and i don't think about it i wait for people to react okay and that's my style i cannot say that is the only and best style and the only way to define writing music because it's fucking not. So I'm not going to say that. But I'll say in terms of like, oh, we we squeezed another one, boys. The Beatles got <laughs> another one out. Oh, one more drip. Oh, no. One more. Like that's so vile. Just, well, that's what it feels like. That's what that's the feeling I have. It just feels. No, 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 no. It just feels mine was vile for to the me. thing you did. It just feels vile to me that they just like, hey, did you hear the Beatles? They got one more. We we we, we ripped John out of the grave to. Yeah, to, yeah. It's just, yeah. It's it's the same way I feel about any type of thing where they are like, oh, we have the demo track to a unreleased song by Biggie, and we're gonna put it out, but it's gonna be do. It's gonna. It's also got Ja Rule, and it's like that's not a fucking Biggie song. I, like I you, don't give a shit. You're 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 in the camp of like it's weird. Like when they had the hologram of Tupac at Coachella yes. or whatever it was. That's fucking weird. Yeah, it's just it's not. That's not the music. That's not. 
It's like if you look at Tupac's albums in Apple Music, there's six to eight albums after he died. Yeah. And there's oh no, it's all this shit that he wrote, but we it wasn't released. But it's here's the here's that song, but it's featuring Eminem. And it's just that's not a fucking Tupac <laughs> yeah. song. You know what I mean? And and there's something that I like about if you just released the raw shit and called it a song, I would feel more cool with that. You know what I mean? Like if you like I always think of 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 Big L and Big L's style of of rapping and I always felt like hearing a Big L song sounded like Big L just being live and in the moment. Mm. And even with his freestyles, it just it was just that's it. Yeah. That's the fucking take. Yeah. That's just Now granted, in the 90s not a lot of great recording technology. It probably was the only take because they had a fucking tape recorder and that's it. <laughs> yeah. So that's fine. But there's a part of that to me that's just, that's authentically them. It, but if you take, and people have fucking done this, you take this, oh, Big L was talking in a room and he he said these four lines that rhymed and that's the chorus of the song that's featuring um, fucking Meek Mill. It's just, no, that's not yeah. a Big L song. Don't yeah. call it a Big L song. It's yeah. just, it's to me and how I define it, it's weird. Yeah, but, that's, the, I definitely agree with you that that's on the achy side, like the Tupac hologram and just taking stuff that someone didn't intend to be a thing and using it so they could just slap their name on it so it will sell more all feels weird. And I don't think this is completely unweird, but I think it's farther towards the middle of the spectrum of like, John was working on a song, not for the Beatles. So it was, and a, then the it Beatles, was a John song. It was a John song. The cool. Beatles took it. So the, Beatle, the three rest of the Beatles. So the other it. three Beatles said, hey, I know that was John's thing. Let's make it an, a Beatles thing and not a John thing. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> and they fucking took it. I mean, I think I also think intent matters a lot of like, did they do this? Because like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we made a bunch of money off of one more Beatles? I, I don't think they ever have to worry about money. So yeah. I don't think that drove it at all. Yeah. I don't think that was I honestly don't think that was even a consideration to it. Yeah. Knowing like from like the, the emotions and the thought processes shared in the Get Back movie and then hearing interviews after the fact with like Paul and Ringo and stuff like that. I think they regretted having 10 years where they didn't talk the four of them and like they yeah. broke up and then they just the four of them weren't really ever in the same room again. Um And I think they were probably longing for that. Like it was 15 years after John died and they're like. Guys, wouldn't it be great? Like old times, let's all get together and make something. And then probably from there, they were like, wouldn't it be cool if like John had some stuff? Let's see if John had some stuff and we could use that. And then Yoko's like, here's some John stuff. But then like when you think about it from the other end, John made a John song and then died. And then his old buddies who he broke up with took it to make it an us oh, song. We'll take your thought. Yeah. yeah. We'll take your thing. So it's, it's interesting. Uh, intent matters. I'm definitely going to watch the... Uh, the Disney Plus. I think thing. that would help really paint the clearer picture of yeah. how the song came to be. Yeah, but um, uh, but I also think it's cool that Peter Jackson was involved. Like, yeah, I wonder if he'll get credits on this Beatles song. I think I think there's also uh, Blink One Eighty Two just did this because they just released an album yeah. and it's the original back together. Tom yeah. returned. Yeah, and Tom returned because Mark got cancer. Yeah, and so for those who don't know about Blink One Eighty Two. Uh, Tom broke off from the trio of Mark, Travis, and Tom. He Tom left, and he left on very bad terms. Yeah. And they weren't really talking. And then uh, Travis had a plane crash. Yes. 
a very bad plane crash yeah. where Travis lost one of his best friends. Yeah. And Travis himself had third degree burns across the majority of his body. Yeah. And was in rehab for a very long time. Yep. And I believe Tom reached out to Travis then. And then it went back to silence. Yep. And then Mark got cancer. Yep. And it wasn't like a gentle thing of cancer. He was in like, he was, it in, was rough. It was, it was rough. Yeah. yeah. And Tom reached out again. And, and I remember I saw an interview where Tom was very open about it. And he was just saying, I can't believe I was so like, these guys are my brothers. And for some reason that just wasn't the first thought I had about them. And then I don't, and that's why they have a song about it. Like, mm. I don't know why it took almost losing both of them for me to prioritize that first single they released. Is, oh yeah. Well, hits oh, hard. It's real. Hard, it's, especially because you know their history. It's basically a song of why did it take a plane crash and cancer to get the three of us back together? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like and that's so fucking stupid. Yeah. And to hear them talk about it and Mark, Mark makes, Mark jokes about it. He's just, yeah. And then Tom was like really annoying. Cause he was like, no dude, you're going to get better. Then we're going to make the best blink album ever. And I was like, yeah, I feel sick right now, but sure. I'm glad you're back, dude. And then yeah. he like wouldn't leave and he would call every day yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he was just always up my ass there's a <laughs> there was a clip like a few years ago before it was even announced that they got back together of mark would like live stream sometimes he would like make music live on stream yeah 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 and he got a call from tom in the middle of it and he's like hey what's up brother i'm live streaming he goes hey put me on speaker and he said like the most inappropriate vile <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, all right, they are still brothers. That is that is cool. He's like, all right, cool. I think this is gonna get demonetized. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you later. <laughs> <Yeah>. Love you. <laughs> and um yeah, I think I think it's really cool. So I could definitely understand the Beatles who've gone through more and are older and have lost more. Literally lost. Literally more. lost. <laughs> um yeah, having got this, shot, died of cancer. Having this feeling of, yeah, pe- like there there's there is no Hey, why did it take this long for us? No, like there's no coming back. Exactly. And so I could see why there's a drive as they get older of just, well, no, we like that was, that's an important part of my life. Yeah. And so I, I, I'm not poo pooing it. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that for me as a form, I would not call myself a musician anymore as a former musician. Yeah. It feels a little weird. Yeah. I also think that's just how I wrote music and how I wrote music was I needed it to be collaborative. Yeah. 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 And I could never do it by myself. And I think that's kind of the thing. That's why it's not, I don't think it's completely not weird on the spectrum of like, this is completely normal. It's a little weird because three of them collaborated. Yeah. And then two of them collaborated even more Mm -hmm. because like they, the three of them wrote some stuff and then they got John's voice and they put it together and then the two of them rewrote some stuff. So like John made his own thing. Three of them took it, made it a four-person thing. One of them died, so they went back and then made it like a two-person thing using the two dead guy stuff. Um, yeah. But they're all on it. The, the three of them worked together to make it a Beatles thing. It got Yoko's blessing, which, like, say what you will about Yoko, but, like, she and John were soulmates. Yeah. So, like, it's almost like John giving his blessing when Yoko gives her blessing. Yeah. Again, it's just... Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm thinking about all the times I wrote music with my last band. And um, yeah, just it's it's weird. I remember the amount that I needed. I needed to be in the room with my bandmates when I wrote. Because I could come up with maybe one thing, but I couldn't move past it. Because I didn't know 
how to take it somewhere. Yeah, someone needs to take that and riff off of it. And then yes, that gives exactly. You a good I could idea. come up with something catchy. Yeah. But that's all I could do. Yeah. And then it's like I needed I needed the 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 connection with Joe and how Joe would like see it and see the finished product and how Stav would, would be like putting in all the intricate parts of it and then how like our drummer priest and what he would be doing of like of like giving it power and all I could come up with was like just this little like clicky clicky thing yeah <laughs> that, that we all at least bopped our heads to yeah and that's how we would write and that's that's just how that worked for me and I couldn't really do it any other way yeah. So it's that's because here's the other thing. When I would come up with an idea, I would have the hopes of what it would become. And then I would see it with the three people with those three guys in the room. They would take it and all input into it and it would grow into something. There are times, though, where I had a hope for something and it never got close to that. And that's just the feeling I have about this. Maybe that's why I'm feeling this because I don't like that feeling of if John thought it was going to be song B and then it turned into song F yeah. because <laughs> these people took it and just changed what it was, it, a part of that just feels weird. But that's all the writing process. For me, I always liked whatever ended up being the product because yeah. that's the goal. The goal was the collaboration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's fine. Um, that's interesting. I mean, speaking of the songwriting process, like you can't imagine writing something alone. All four of them. Like John yes, Lennon's solo yes. career, Paul McCartney's yes. solo career, George Harrison's solo career, and then Ringo, who's all over there like, I like balloons. <laughs> and they're like, all right, buddy. Add a boy. Give him a pat on the head. <laughs> Keep the family on. guys get like, oh, we'll put that on the fridge. <laughs> it goes right there. Oh, it's yeah. great. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but like, they, they've got the chops. They could write in a band. They could write solo, clearly. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it was... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't interesting. know. I thought that was interesting. I no. thought it was worth talking about in our in our modern age. And sometimes we talk about music and it, stuff like that. You know what's funny? I was going to open up the podcast to ask you a single question, A or B. Okay, let's move on to that. Okay, Tupac or Biggie? Ooh, Biggie. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, speaking of all this, the posthumous, post, post, is that Humanus? what the word? Humanus. Post. Humanogos. Post. Humanus. Post death. What's that word? Posthumous? Posthumous. All this posthumous music. Posthumous. Posthumous. <laughs> All this posthumous music. Um, Biggie's best album came out after he died. Like, he didn't finish it. It's Life After Death. Yeah. The one with all of his biggest hits. I think Ready to Die is better. Yeah. I like I like Life After Death. Those I like are, Ready to Die more. That's my Biggie album. But to answer your question, like, no competition. Biggie. No competition. Tupac isn't my style. Say it louder so the West Coast can hear. No competition. <laughs> yeah. I'm an East Coast boy. <laughs> yeah, no, true. Um, yeah, for me, no competition. I love Biggie's flow. Yeah. Um it's storytelling. It's storytelling. It's such good storytelling. The the rhyme, his rhyme schemes are so much more interesting to me. Like he rhyme it's not just he rhymes Honey's on the fourth beat. Close like butter played toast. Yeah. And like, like just shit. the rhythm of that, like, honey, keep me close, like butter plays toast, like, yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> it's so rhythmic and like his rhymes are kind of all the over Mississippi the place. Down to the East Coast. Oh my god, it's so good, dude. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, there's so many lines like that. Yeah, that are just savage, savage and just 
I wouldn't have thought of wording it like that. Yep. And it sounds so good the way you're saying it. Yep. It's just, yeah, I love his flow and storytelling. No, for me, Biggie's my favorite. Yep. Do I think Tupac had more to say? Yeah. But I probably think, I think Biggie. No, he undoubtedly I think had more to say. I think Biggie said it in a better way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Biggie. Yeah, Biggie Smalls one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, that was easy topic. <laughs> easy topic. Agreed. Easy topic. The two East Coast boys <laughs> think that Biggie is better. Yeah. Big surprise. Yeah. Ah, dude, he's so good. I watched. It was really weird. It was a Vox video, I think, which is like the news. Yeah. Uh, the, like modern news place. They did a thing about. Uh, like how rap is poetry. Like it's one of those like are video oh, games it art. It's oh, like it is. is rap like art poetry. And yes. they broke down like MF Doom, which I've never I never really gave MF Doom a chance that I should have. Oh yeah. But holy shit, yeah. some of the stuff that they showed of him, Insane. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get into that now. Um, and like Biggie and Tupac and also like sampling and uh, not subsampling, but there's something of like when you use a part of a song, but like not in the way that it's intended. And like Daft Punk does it a lot where they they take this one bar of a 70s funk song, pitch it up a bunch and then like stutter it and stagger it. And it's like, I mean, I guess you're using that song, but barely. I saw a video on, on Instagram just like last night or two nights ago. And she goes. Do you want to know where that Nokia ringtone comes from? And she played the classical yeah. song. She played the ending piece and it ended with da na 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 Nice. And that was that. And I went, holy shit, I never knew that. That's I yeah. never knew that. I love that kind of music nerd stuff. I saw one recently, the Succession theme song, which is an incredible theme song, is ripped straight out of like the middle of a Mozart song. Is it? Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, it's not a very famous Mozart song, but I'm going to play a few parts of it. And then let me know if you recognize anything. And I was watching this and I was like, why am I watching this video about a Mozart song? And in the middle, it played the Succession theme song. I'm like, oh, because I know I like Succession and YouTube knows that. So <laughs> showed me that <laughs> i yeah. remember in high school we had to do a, a poetry analysis and one of the students one of my uh, fellow students jokingly said okay so does that that include rap and i remember my english teacher said technically yes yeah he said i won't let you because it's not going to be appropriate yeah. <laughs> but if you listen to rap i want you to really listen to the words don't yeah. just listen to the catchphrases don't listen to the hooks yeah count the stanza yeah and you'll realize that 100 percent rap is poetry yeah and not all rap is poetry some of it is just music some of it's just meant to be catchy but there is tons of good rap that yeah. if you listen to and he was making a joke of it we i call it the hip-hop <laughs> like <laughs> He's like this old, old white guy with a big white beard. Yeah, I call it the hip hop. But yes, that um, you was saying like, oh yeah, one hundred percent. He started listing off rappers. Yeah, he was like, yeah, if you read like, listen to this and listen to that and look up like a, a tribe called Quest and look yeah. up, look up a lot of and listen and read and you'll realize how much of it really is very, very raw, aggressive poetry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, this video is talking about like the progression from like uh curtis blow i think these are the breaks which a lot of people say is like the first rap song um okay. which uh, do you know these are the breaks or no. the breaks i think no uh it's super late 70s quote-unquote rap <laughs> like it's it's like apache apache uh apache sugar hill gang apache by sugar hill gang okay you know that song yes um like that's quote-unquote rap hip-hop whatever so it's like that era of okay. stuff uh <laughs> My name is Chris and I'm here to see <laughs> like that kind of that kind of rap like uh, like Hamilton shit. 
<laughs> but like it goes from that into like the the eighties, and then Quest, and then Biggie and Tupac, and then like Most Deaf, and like he brought like oh let me use the entire dictionary <laughs> in my in my songs, and like he would use songs where or words where multiple syllables rhyme, but the sentences would flow so smoothly, and they make perfect sense on paper. Like he's not cramming them in there. So like he was like a wordsmith, and then like it shows how. Like, it was really interesting. It explained to me why Eminem is so good. And, like, I always knew, like, hey, he's funny and he can rap really fast and he has really good rhymes. And, uh, but, like, he breaks like, down words. He breaks down words. And there's this interview where he's like, I hate when people say nothing rhymes with orange. There's tons yeah. of stuff that rhymes with orange. There's a Door whole hinge. verse in a song where it's yeah. things that rhyme with orange, yeah. but they flow so well. But he also uses rhymes like multiple times in a bar. Like he'll have the first three words rhyme and then the fourth word rhymes with the last verse. Yep. And then like he'll have a chorus that has a certain rhyming scheme and every verse calls back to that chorus somewhere in the thing. And it's like, it's hard enough to write lyrics and then to have them all rhyme and to have them rhyme this complexly and then have them be so succinct about a specific subject and tell such an incredible story. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Okay. Eminem is good. Yeah. Cause he <laughs> attacks it by the word. Yeah. So, so it's really cool. I don't uh, know why we're talking about this, but I remember Snoop said it and I forget which show he was on or interview he was on, but, uh, he was basically just like, yeah, no, I mean, you notice nobody really goes after Eminem because everybody knows, like everybody really knows yeah. that he's just, he's It'll just destroy He's you. doing his thing yeah. and you don't want to poke it. Yeah. You, don't, you don't need to poke it. You don't need to wake up the dog. Like just <laughs> let it, let it lay there. You don't want that attention just because yeah. we all you don't know. want that heat. Yeah. That's why nobody goes after him because yeah, exactly. we all know, yeah. um, yeah. which what a cool status to, to get to like, from like his story, uh, oh like yeah, yeah, coming yeah. up from like in his struggles getting into the game and stuff like that, and then he's now untouchable. <laughs> like, yes, yes, yeah. It's it's very impressive. It's also just it's crazy to see him, yeah, and realize how old he is. Yeah, what's he, he like fifty or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks really good for his age. Yeah, and he, he I don't think he really performs that much right now. No, he's he's been kind of quiet for a while. He just produces and just. He just loves producing and just staying at home. Yeah. And love that's it. good for him. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't blame him. Yeah. I don't blame him. I love it. Yeah. Um, topic three. This is the big one. Ooh, the spicy, spicy, spicy. Ooh, spicy, spicy warning. Spice. Spicy warning for the following topic. Lots <laughs> I mean, of spice. I, I guess. <laughs> a little, a little, uh, a little ghost pepper. Yeah. Uh, this one's a, a Marvel topic. Um, oh, there's yeah. this variety article that you sent me. Oh yeah. Um, I'll read the title crisis at Marvel, Jonathan majors, backup plans, the Marvel's reshoots, reviving original Avengers and more issues revealed. Um, and it's basically this, this article about a, uh, a retreat they had in Palm Springs, um, where most of the time all the, all the higher ups at Marvel would get together and just be like, hey, we fucking did it again. This is effortless <laughs> time to go make more money. What, what kind of cars did you buy this year? <laughs> and this year they're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Back to the drawing board, everybody. Oh, what did we let happen? Um, and there are, there are some quotes in here and maybe potential future spoilers uh, for Loki, which hasn't ended yet. Uh, that'll give people time to turn off the episode. But uh, there are some quotes from people who have seen the final episode of Loki. And I think the quote was Marvel is fucked with the Jonathan Majors situation because it, you can't back away from whatever they do at the end of Loki. Like, it sounds like it sets him up like 
okay, he is officially, we know why he's the bad guy. The thing we've kind of been waiting for. We're like, he showed up at the end of Loki season one. He was in Quantumania. And we're like, okay, like, I guess he's a bad guy. Not that scary. Like, we defeated him twice already now. Um, but, like, if you know Kang, you know why he could be scary. And and so far, Loki season two is cool. That's all I'll say because you haven't started it. But uh, the end of Loki season two, it's like, all right. He's here to stay. Oops, except maybe not <laughs> behind the scenes if you know what's going on. They did mention in that article how, oh, they've recast before. They did the Terrence Howard recast yeah. with Don Cheadle. Um, and they just brushed over it really quickly. Yeah. And I don't think you can do that. Not with, with this situation. Not with Kang. Because there have been so many little things with different actors yes. and the same actors. and Okay, so this brings me to a question I have for you yeah could you keep jonathan majors like if i were them yeah i because he's there's been no trial yeah the trial is going to happen yeah there's the trial hasn't happened yet there's no outcome yeah on the possible domestic abuse yeah so technically he is not actually damaged goods yet i'm gonna answer this in a very businessy way Businessy for who? Businessy for me. Okay. Uncomfortably businesslike for me. Do it. Not the, not the way I would normally think. But here's the deal. We've talked about the Jonathan Major situation back when it happened. Yes, we did. And I haven't kept up with it, so this may be completely wrong to anybody Say it. listening. Say it. But I don't think we know what the true deal is. It's definitely a weird situation. It's a weird situation. Like no matter if he's completely innocent or completely guilty, it's weird. And there's some weirdness around that that's a, a little uncomfortable. Sure. Um and he could very well be completely guilty. He could very well be completely innocent. I think the thing is, we don't know. And I think if I were them, if I were Marvel, I would try to know as much as I can. <laughs> like, try to guess what's going to happen and play your cards based off of but that. does it matter based on the outcome of the trial or does it matter on the truth? Well. Because the public perception <laughs> and the truth don't always line up. Yeah. The the truth of making money off of a movie series, the truth is public perception. Or public perception is the truth. That matters. Not the real truth. And again, this is business Chris talking. Not what I would actually say. I would say find out whatever the truth is and go with that. And if people believe you, great. If people don't, then bummer. Um like if it if it comes out uh like if if they have proof that he's innocent but and then the trial is like he's innocent but then like people on twitter are like man no down with jonathan majors then all right we we swing and a miss <laughs> but uh and like the the movie bombs because of it or something like that but i think the right thing to do is to go with the truth the businessy thing to do is to go with what you think the public perception backlash will be if you think it'll be Justice for Jonathan Majors. <laughs> then, then keep him in there. Uh, but if you think it'll be like, holy shit, what an asshole. How did we let that happen for so long? Then get him out of there and figure it out. But so here's that's why that guy said they're fucked. <laughs> so do you know why do you know why I asked that question? No, why? Do you know the history or the history? Do you know the situation between Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt? No. You don't? Not really. I know they were married. Yes. And they aren't anymore. And now they aren't. Is that new? No, it happened a while ago. Do you know why? No. Uh, reports of 
him being abusive towards the kids as a alcoholic to the point where there are, they went to court and there are business ventures that they had together that they split because of this to the point where I'm pretty sure Brad Pitt's unable to see all of his kids by court order. Wow. Yeah. Um, Along with the fact that like Angelina kind of exposed the alcohol problem that he has, yeah, uh, which I think he took care of. I don't really know, but my point here is that uh, they went through a very public, messy situation, kind of showcasing like. And Angelina Jolie did not pull, did not pull punches. Wow, she was just when you showed up at this date on at uh, this time inside the house, and then you screamed and said this, and you threw that, and you threatened this, and then no, no, no. wow. yeah, um, and then he went on to do all these roles that he's been doing, yeah. Right. There's no so the backlash for him. There's been no backlash for him for Brad Pitt. For Brad Pitt. Yeah. So it's it's just the truth of the situation is we have the legal outcome of those of that trial and like the restraining order and everything else. Yeah. And nobody has really held it against him as he continues to go on and do movies. So here's what I'll say about that. What I'm learning about this now. So however long ago it happened. Whoever his agent or the, happened the, before once upon a time. Okay. Yeah. So his agent or someone PR people uh, did a good enough job snuffing it out and keeping it enough under wraps that there wouldn't be public backlash, which is, I think a difficult thing to do because uh, everything gets out nowadays, like the smallest little thing. Um, and then all the movie studios were like, well, doesn't kind of, Free, got a freebie on that one uh and let's <laughs> let's keep him going which sucks um but yeah I don't know. this one was very public from the get-go from the night it happened i think it's also because jonathan majors was a skyrocket of nowhere yeah out of nowhere it was just yo he's so good because he's so good he's so good holy yeah. shit I'm yeah. so happy he's in the MCU. He did such a good job. Oh, wait, wait what the fuck happened? Yeah. And yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It just immediately fell on his face. Yep. Exactly. Like a failure to launch type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, the, like, there were other, like, huge stars that, uh, like, got canceled because of their shit. Like, even... Uh, so, the thing I was talking about, the... The... I think the right thing to do would be try to suss out if he's in the right or if he's in the wrong and go with that, regardless of what the public will think. And that is not what Warner brothers did with Johnny Depp, uh, where they, they heard, uh, Johnny Depp abusive, fire him from everything, (laughs) recast him instantly. And then the trial happened and it turns out, Oh no, a Johnny Depp drinking problem. Sure. Johnny Depp anger's problem. Sure. Abusive. No. Amber heard shit in his bed. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Amber Heard abusive, yes. Um, and oh, we whoops, she's yeah. still an <laughs> Aquaman green, too. <laughs> yeah, we greenlit her parts. Yeah, literally Warner Brothers, the 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 Harry Potter folks and the DC folks kept her and uh, kept her and Aquaman fired him from Fantastic Beasts because they jumped to conclusions. And so that's that's what I would not say is the smart thing for Marvel to do in this situation. But how long can you wait? Do you wait for it to blow over? Uh, well, I mean, do you wait for the trial to finish and then figure out if you're recasting him or not? Because I know the strikes are still going on, but you got that Avengers 5 to start filming. Can you afford it? Yeah. Is the Avenger 5 movie even going to hit at this point with the way the market's been handling it? 
Yeah. And they have, they also have like the TV failures and the movie failures to deal with. And they need to be like, what the fuck are we doing here, guys? Like the, the, the single universe, single storyline through line leading up to, uh, end game was our thing. And it's been completely lost since yeah, then. And we've been losing money. That's we're stretched too thin and we're oversaturating our own market. That's it. That's what it is. And I, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say my point that I've said to you before. It's nobody's fault. I don't think it's an individual performance, uh, performer's fault. But I will point a finger to RDJ mm. and say this is still, I think, a void issue. Yeah. Because of the loss of RDJ. Yeah. I think he, he was the through line of his, Iron Man 1 to Endgame. Tony Stark, RDJ's charisma, his performance, his depth yeah. to that character, n- there's nothing close to it. Yeah. You know what I mean, and it's it's so obvious the the magnetism you had you have of when RDJ is Tony Stark on screen, nothing is coming close to that. Yeah. Nothing does. The closest thing is maybe Spider Man. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Tom Holland as he, Spider Man. He's very good. He's very good. He doesn't have the charisma. He has the boyish charm. Yeah, but he doesn't have the charisma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. He's a good actor. We've seen some depth from Tom Holland as Spider-Man, but we still haven't seen the full range that we saw from RDJ, a, a, an award-winning actor playing yeah. a fucking superhero. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like that's. I'm. I think. I think the biggest sign of it being a charisma thing and not a not a skill thing is uh, uh, Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. because with Doctor Strange. You also have an amazingly good actor, mm-hmm. <laughs> another award-winning actor. You have the power of depth still with with that performance, um, performances, but you don't have the charisma of RDJ. Yeah, I think that's still the problem. Yeah, and I'm not saying bring back RDJ. I don't think that solves it. I think you're yeah. way too far past that, and I don't think he would. Say- Let me rephrase that. I think he would give a bump. If RDJ came back, mm. I think you would have a significant bump. Would it save the franchise? I don't think so. Because yeah. you're already past that. You've already, you've already from a canonical standpoint, have flipped the page. Mm-hmm. It's not really coming back. Yeah. And I think that's okay. I don't think you need to go back. You just need to find your new... Uh, you, I, it, for me, it's always felt like the MCU has been trying to do the same thing that it originally did with the loss of its cornerstone. And you can't do that. You have to pivot to something entirely different. Mm-hmm. And you have to base it around something as a cornerstone. I can't tell you what the cornerstone is right now. Right. That's the problem with right? it. Like, what's the cornerstone? I don't know. I Maybe Kang. Yeah. I want to look up what Marvel movies have come out since Endgame. Uh, Spider-Man. List of Quantumania. Marvel. We got to talk about the Marvels because we need to get some seats. I'm excited to see oh, it. Oh, yeah. Coming out next week. Next Friday. All right, I hope I can find this list that I'm looking for. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, hang on. Quantumania, Spider-Man, uh, movies, you said, right? Not shows, movies? We're going to do movies and shows because we've oh, learned and, that okay. the shows lead into movies. Doctor Strange 2. Doctor Strange. is Makes no sense if you haven't seen WandaVision. Doctor Strange 2, Spider-Man, She-Hulk, Quantumania, Miss Marvel, uh, the Poo-Poo and Pee-Pee. What is that one? <laughs> Captain America Winter Soldier. Sorry. Um, Black Panther. Uh, that's seven. 
Loki. They did uh, Loki, Moon Knight. Moon Knight, that's nine. Miss Marvel. I already said that. Did you do that? A WandaVision, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Black Panther said 2, Spider Man Far From Home, Spider Man No Way Home. Um, oh, yeah, both of them came out. I didn't say, I only said one. Yeah. That's 10. That's 10. Uh, you did Black Panther 2, Eternals. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. T- 11. Quantumania. Said that. Um, you have, well, the Marvels is about to happen. You have Loki season two. Is that the first season two? Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you have Werewolf by Night. Remember that one? It's mm-hmm. a, it's a, like, Disney, Disney Plus movie. It is an MCU thing. No. But it's a very unique. That's 12. Oh, Morbius. That's 13. That's not MCU. That's DC? No, it's Sony. So is Venom. Well, okay. Oh my God, this is hilarious. I love this. Uh, phase one, Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, the first Avenger, ending with Marvel's The Avengers. That's a nice, clean phase. That's a nice phase. Phase two, Iron Man 3, Thor, The Dark World, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers, Age of Ultron, Ant-Man. That's a pretty good phase. Phase three, this is a big one. Get ready. Captain America, Civil War. Woo. Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man Far From Home. What a phase. Phase 3, top tier phase, S tier phase. Phase (laughs) 4, Black Widow. (laughs) Right, Black Widow. Shang-Chi. Oh my god, (laughs) Shang-Chi. Eternals, Eternals. Spider-Man No Way Home, Doctor Strange 2, Thor Love and Thunder, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Oh, it doesn't have the TV shows. Dang. I think we got all the TV shows. That's still seven movies. Yeah. Uh, You got Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, Hawkeye. Oh my god. Moon Knight. Dude, we can't remember them all. That this never happened with phase one through three. I could have I could have told you all of phase one through three in release order. It's saturated. But I can't even remember all the things it's in phase four and five. We're in they're, five now. They're finally. doing the right thing with Star Wars of just taking Secret Invasion. Foot off the brake. Uh oh yeah, Secret Invasion. <laughs> it's all over the place. Yeah. And like I think I think what they should have done, and I think this would have been a really clean way to limit how much shit came out and set of a tone going forward. And a few things have enough things have done this to make a nice phase four is just do multiverse is like, let's wrap up phase three with far from home, which is like, okay, it's, it kind of ties the bow on Endgame happened. It's over. And now life moves on and then it gets weird. And then we do WandaVision and we do Loki, which like breaks the multiverse. And then we do no way home, which has some multiverse elements. Um, and then we do Quantumania, which wasn't very good, but maybe make Quantumania better and then rock with that. And then maybe maybe just a couple things to keep it grounded. Oh, Doctor Strange 2. That's multiverse stuff. We could do that. Um, what if? Oh, Jesus. What if? What if, which I think technically had some bigger implications to the MCU, which we may or may not see. I know we're getting a what if season two, but... Um, there were elements of what if that appeared in future things. Um, but yeah, dude, it's all over the place. They, they don't have a cornerstone. They don't have a cornerstone. They don't have a direction. 
Um, it's just they don't have a through line. It's, it, it's, you can't tell what it's building towards. It's 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 a it's Marvel will eat it up. Yeah, kind of reaction, which I'm starting to not care. Uh, the majority of people are apparently not caring because we're seeing articles like that. Yeah, um, I think the majority of people are kind of just thinking, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Um, but until you just said we got to get tickets to the Marvels, I like probably would have missed this one. It would have been the first MCU movie since 2008 <laughs> that I would have been like, oh, I missed it. I'll watch it when it comes but to here, Disney+. But here's the thing. I have no idea what it's about. Is uh, it about the scroll? Is it about Secret Invasion? Is it about the multiverse? Is it about Kang? Is it about... Uh, have you seen the trailers? I've saw some flashes. I haven't watched them through and through. Okay. Well, if you watch the trailer, you could kind of know what it's about. I haven't seen if it's about like, but I like you hear what I'm mentioning though. I'm mentioning all the different plot points of different things that we've been seeing. Exactly. What's this one leading towards? What's this one doing to tie things together? Is it tying things together? I think if anything, scrolls, but I don't recall if I've seen that in the trailer. It's about, it's, it's a space stuff one. It's basically Captain Marvel 2. It's more of that. Yeah, it's Captain Marvel 2. The Kree. It's the Kree. It's like Ronan the Accuser and the Blue People. But that was off of one show then, because we've heard this mentioned once, which was Secret Invasion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blade was supposedly figured out from uh, Eternals. Yeah. But that seems like it's indefinitely on hiatus. I think that's one of the ones where Marvel's like, (laughs) nah. This is too much. We got to cut the what, thing people are the, most hyped for. What the for. hell was Eternals? What was Eternals? I, I just can't believe that was like, what was Eternals? It has, what tie does it have to anything else right now? Yeah. Uh, here, that's no, a that's thing. a genuine question. What actual tie into anything else does it have right now? Um, to what? Maybe space stuff. Make the Marvels may have potential to be like, hey guys, remember Eternals? <laughs> Uh, Eternals 2 was supposed to be a thing, uh, and then it set up Blade with uh, Dane, whatever, Kit Harrington, that character. He was going to be the Black Knight, and there was going to be Blade. But Eternals, Eternals 1. Yeah. Had nothing to do with anything that we've ever seen before. Yes. And has set up for nothing to connect with it afterwards. Correct. It was its own bubble of just, here's some people with superpowers. It set up Eternals 2. It might as well not be a Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah. She-Hulk. <laughs> That's another thing that came out. <laughs> yep. She-Hulk and Shang-Chi both have not been touched on since then. Yeah. I mean, they touched on each other. Shang-Chi kind of set up some things in She-Hulk. They went to the fight club where Abomination yeah. was, and then we saw Abomination, and Wong was messing with them and stuff like that. So they kind of tied into each other, which kind of tied into Doctor Strange. Because Wong and stuff like that, but like very little, but not but in a meaningful way. That's not way. a story connection. Yeah. That's a oh hey, he's there an and he was egg. also there. Yeah, it's an Easter hey. egg. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, like that's Dude, all that there is. Were, there were clues and there were hints and there were breadcrumbs in the first three phases. Like remember, like Thor: The Dark World, which was bad, but then the post credit scene, they take the ether and they give it to the collector, and they're like, the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy has two infinity stones oh my god this is gonna be so hype uh and then there's so many things like avengers 2 age of ultron was like meh at the time but in retrospect looking forward to what it set up for infinity war and endgame and what if and what if yeah but like 
they Thor had that like vision in the water of like what the infinity stones are. And then he came back to the Avengers and was like, there's this thing called infinity stones. They're really bad and they're really powerful. And then one of them, that guy has it in his head <laughs> and we got to deal with that. And I was like, oh, no, but he charged it. Yeah. 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 Cause he realized he had a vision. Yeah. I had a vision and that thing is what can save us. Yeah. So it's like, okay, cool. That like makes this story yeah. of this movie work. But Stark is right. Okay, <laughs> things are getting really weird now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, that movie in hindsight uh, is much better I never than had a was. problem with that. I never thought that movie was... Uh, the only thing that was weird was the way they handled the romance between uh, Romanoff and uh, Banner. Banner. Yeah, that was kind of out of nowhere and then went away. <laughs> I was at, kind of out of nowhere, kind of forced. Yeah. And, um, I thought just, it was interesting. That has been pointed out to me. And now that I think about it, I'm like, that is cringe as fuck. The line that she says where, where, Banner, where Banner goes, you don't understand, like, nothing with me can ever work because I'm a monster. And, she, and then... And then Romanoff says something along the lines of like, well, they made me a monster too or something in context of her saying that how they like took out her uterus. Yeah. And it's just like, that's, that's <laughs> kind of cringy to fucking yeah. tie that together like that. That's kind of cringy. Yeah. Um, kind of like how cringy it got with uh, Dr. Strange too. I just know like mommy, very angry, <laughs> just, but my, but my, but my kitties. Yeah. It's like, okay, all right. You know, just, I don't know. I think that's another thing they kind of set up is like the kid, the kid Avengers. They're, they're, oh, they yeah. haven't confirmed anything like that, but they're clearly leaning into that. You got Spider-Man, uh, you got Miss Marvel, you got Kate Bishop from Hawkeye. You got the kid, uh, the WandaVision's, Wanda's kids who are uh, X-Men and uh, they're like, they're kid superheroes. Um so they're clearly leaning towards something there. Uh, Mor- Morgan Stark? Or no. Uh, Ant- Ant-Man's daughter is someone. She does something. She's not the wasp, but she's like a wasp or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they're like introducing a, a bunch of kids superheroes, and there's heavily heavy rumors that they're leading towards some sort of like young Avengers. Um, and then you got Thunderbolts coming. Remember, um, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus was showing up in all mm-hmm. the post-credit scenes, collecting her like evil Avengers, yeah, uh, kind of shithead Avengers. That's still coming out with Harrison Ford as uh, we talked about this as Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, we did. He took over for uh, the guy who passed away. Yeah, yeah. So there's there they they had like this one. Let's make a few movies and build up to the Avengers. Okay, that worked. Let's do three phases and build up to this big final finale. But each phase builds towards a finale and then it'll build towards a mega finale. Wow. Holy shit. That worked. Let's try to build towards eight finales <laughs> all at once. Yeah. We'll do Thunderbolts I, and Young Avengers and some space stuff and, lost and multiverse. They lost and, the plot. Exactly. So. But I also think it was a risk. I think they figured we can't we can't strike lightning twice by doing something like that of just building up another bad guy. Yeah, we should just branch out and see what we can do with different properties to like create individual stories. Yeah. And I think that's what they did. And people were actually thinking, okay, what's next? Yeah, as a in terms of continuity. But like, it literally has me like continuity I don't want to ask what's next. It, I want to be like I can't wait for that. 
they they just told me what they're building towards and i'm excited for it but yeah. like we can't answer that question there's so many what are they building towards the shang chi post credit scene where they like bring the rings to wong and banner and they're like oh these are really old we don't know what this signature is haven't talked haven't heard about it since okay but what does that mean and i looked online of like comic book nerds tell me what this means and people are like i don't fucking know <laughs> <laughs> that's new it means when we need to take it out the vault in five years for another yeah. Another franchise, we will. Eternals post-credit scene where Harry Styles and Patton Oswalt as a leprechaun comes out? Yep. What happened? (laughs) Where's that been? That was like five years ago. Nothing. Yeah. Wild. And yeah, that was Thor's brother, he said? Uh, Thanos' brother. Oh, I'm sorry. Not Thor. Thanos' brother. Yeah, he's one of the... Not Celestials, something. That is one of the smallest threads we have of that movie to the MCU. Yeah. It was, they said Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the uh, Phase 4 stuff mentioned the snap. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, he talks about how he came back and Anything with the characters from the original. The yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Shang-Chi didn't talk Spider-Man about it. Spider-Man movies talked about the snap. Uh, Shang-Chi, yeah, didn't really talk about it. They didn't talk about it. Strange talked about it, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, his his girlfriend went and got married without him or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Yeah, um, yeah, interesting. Anyway, so don't want to be them right now. They they got some shit to figure out. If you could They're, fix it, what would you do? If you had the creative power, executive authority, and you could make a change to to the whole franchise, what would you say? To do? I would go to Harbor Freight and buy a machete, <laughs> and then take it to the whiteboard <laughs> at Marvel. And just like right now, very next step is lean. Like you need to, everything needs to build towards the thing. And okay, director A, tell me how your thing is building towards the finale. Okay, director B, what are you going to take from that? And how are you going to continue to build towards the finale? How are you going to tie? Are you going to, I want every movie to combine two loose threads. I want you to take Harry Styles and I want you to take Shang-Chi's rings and figure and answer them and then build towards something and start because the threads it's <laughs> you haven't seen Loki season two yet, but when you watch it, you'll see a thing that th- reminds me of these threads are going fucking crazy <laughs> and we need to start tying them back together. Phase four will be remembered as when the MCU went and just got huge. And then phase five ties them all together and like, let's experiment. Okay. All of these didn't work. Let's tie them back together. You got some space stuff with Captain Marvel and Secret Invasion and Guardians of the Galaxy. Start tying that together. And Eternals. We'll throw Eternals in there. You got some uh, fantasy stuff with Doctor Strange and zombies and witches and then Blade and and Black Knight and stuff like that. Start tying that together. And like you start bringing these things together. And then for Avengers 5, you lump a bunch of them together, but not everyone like infinity war. Remember when infinity war came out and you're like, that's weird that like ant-man and Hawkeye weren't in it. And like all of them, like they were never all together at once. Like it was cool. It was like, a, it was, I mean, probably the best Avengers movie. I think infinity war, infinity war, I think as a movie, like objectively as a film, it's the biggest triumph because it told like seven stories at once and it was entertaining from start to finish. And has a very interesting ending. Fast paced. A really good arc. Yeah. And it brought in so many things and set up the next thing really well. Yeah. Endgame was like the most fan service, like 
amazing head explosion <laughs> like entertainment but i think infinity war is the best movie but anyway um you you bring a bunch of them together but then you leave just a little bit for phase six avenger six to like boom big giant finale of phase four five six and then by then fantastic four is supposed to be there dr doom is going to be the big bad guy of avenger well, you know six. what you know what changed a lot though was also the writer strike yeah exactly so everything's on pause so everything's been on pause for a while none of us were allowed to work 150 days is it yeah way longer than the last one right yeah last one was like three weeks or something in like 2008 and they were like well we don't want to lose money we're gonna sign we're gonna uh, we're gonna come together and this one's like this time like nope we really want to use ai (laughs) and we love streaming (laughs) yeah apparently they're getting close though they're very close yeah uh, it's been five months. Which is, th- <laughs> I, I don't know anything about what goes on in those negotiations. Yeah. I just know that the conversation is, hey, we want some of our people to be able to afford rent. <laughs> and the other side's like, yeah, but no. That hurts our profits. Yeah. That hurts. Maybe your profits can hurt a little bit. Yeah. So we can pay rent. So we can continue to it's work like, for no, you. Well, well, no, because we're not going to, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to take a step down. Here's what we could do. We could put this off onto our consumers by offering different tiered plans. <laughs> That offer higher tiered options for higher payments. Yeah, <gasps> oh, we could squeeze money from our from our consumers. Yeah, I think that's. Anyways, I think you have the right plan. I would I would sit down with everybody who's involved with all those projects. Yeah, or who, or who was, because these movies are old now. Some of them, and I would say, tell me the goal and the mission of what you told in that in that movie, in relation to the MCU storyline. Mm. And they said, oh, well, Shang-Chi is now a, a hero. I would say that's not enough. I, I need more than that. <laughs> yeah. I need more than that of what you told. I would need more than that from which, well, She-Hulk is both a lawyer, but also a Hulk. And I would say that's not enough. That's yeah, yeah, not yeah. what I'm asking you. I'm asking you for where do you tie this into the foundation that's been set from the 10 years of Marvel properties that we've invested into heavily before this? Yeah. Like, where does your your content fit in and once they told me the answer they tell me the answer i go okay cool moving on to the next person chronologically then how is that connecting to this and once everybody sits in the room and says we don't fucking know i'm gonna say great i'm glad we've all acknowledged our 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 shortcomings yeah but now with the shortcomings of that i want to come together to to your point let's consolidate all this bullshit yeah and to your point we have this. We have storyline A. What is the, what is the goal of storyline A? Yeah. What are the key components of it? Storyline B, storyline yeah, yeah, yeah. C, and storyline D. I also think it's important. And to be fair to myself, I did say that like the the strategy is to just tie shit together and continue teasing the next thing, which I still think that's fun, and I think that's what made the MCU work, and that's how the MCU was unique. It's starting to lose its grip on it, um, but that's how you get back to what was working. But then I also think it's very important to make each step of it its own very good thing. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't drop quality. Like, Doctor Strange 2 is an example of how not to do it. People who don't have Disney Plus and just watched every single MCU movie in the theater went to Doctor Strange 2 and was like, what the fuck is going on? Why is she a bad guy? Oh, well, you can't do that because you need to make money. Yeah. So you need to get people sucked in somehow but here's the thing i think you give people a consistently good product of it's not just like you're watching this because you have to you sheep (laughs) you you can't get off of it now 
uh, you're too far in and you need to know what's everything you need to subscribe. So, you know, what's happening to the big buildup thing. But I think you all, you, you, you pull people towards it like that, but then you also push people towards it of like, you're going to go to the theater and we can almost guarantee it. You're going to have a good experience. This is a, a great standalone. Make, yeah, movie. make it good. Black Panther was an incredible standalone movie. You didn't need to see anything else in the MCU for that to make sense. True. Just, just but it also like it didn't really build towards anything. But we knew it gave us that closure. They were part of the world now. And like, gave, okay, cool. Wakanda's cool. And it gave us closure on on Chad. On Chad. Oh, I meant Black Panther one. Oh, Black I, Panther two was an an okay standalone movie <laughs> really it was, it was a pretty good standalone movie but like black panther one was amazing yeah black panther 2 for me was about setting closure yeah that's yeah. really what it was it was very good um yeah i think also like i also said combine things like combine the space stuff combine the multiverse stuff combine the this stuff but i also think there's a. Uh, uh, you could say something to like combine emotionally similar things like you like Hawkeye is definitely a certain thing find something that's similar to Hawkeye and see something where those two characters and those two emotional arcs can can make something really cool can make a really cool story so that like it could be like Hawkeye and the Black Knight could like their two Black Knight uh, it's Kit Harrington guy who has oh, the, the right. black sword I mean, we haven't seen anything with he just picked up a sword and then blade said something off screen it was like oh you don't know what that sword is kid yeah and then let's not touch that for a decade <laughs> uh i i would also yeah. in that conversation say we need to define the cornerstone of what of what the franchise of who the franchise is yeah and it's clearly tom holland and spider-man i think so cool we haven't done anything with him in a long time so that's good uh, who else? Um, because with with the phase one, two, three, and some of four, it was all it was Robert Downey Jr. It was Tony Stark. It was Captain America, Chris yeah. Evans. It was everything was woven around those two. I think really, it was those two. It was really those two. Yeah. So who do we have here? Uh, th- uh, Thor. Kinda. Kinda. There's so much potential for Thor. Star Lord. Kinda. We know he's still around. Yeah. He's going to be relevant. It said Star-Lord will return. He, yeah. He's on Earth. Um, Rocket? No. Nope. I think I think we're done with Rocket. Yep. Yeah. So. Which, love to see. Love to see a thread. Stop. <laughs> like, all right. Granted, closure. it's one of the best ones. But closure. <laughs> but closure. We're down from 20 to 19 threads. <laughs> closure. Progress. So, Ant-Man? No. No. So, Captain Marvel? Maybe, but probably not. I don't know. It's tough. That, but this is my point. Like, yeah. that, the fact that it can't be clearly answered is my point. Yeah. My point being that you don't, there's no clear defined answer for it is the problem. Yeah. You need to have a clear defined answer exactly. for Exactly. I think that's a good, another good strategy that hopefully they came away from that retreat <laughs> at Palm <sighs> Beach with. And we will see soon, probably. I'm sure there's going to be news soonish. If they just had a retreat of all the high ups at Marvel to talk about what the fuck to do, 
we're going to start hearing some announcements of what they're doing. They're either going to announce some shit or they're going to cancel some shit. They're going to take the Harbor Freight machete approach. I think I, I, I can I can see a machete approach. Yeah, because they did also say they want to slow down with the Disney Plus content. They want to slow down. And also they have the perfect opportunity to do so with the strike. Yeah. Just, hey, we're being forced to slow down. Yeah. What can we what can we trim off? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? Okay. Well. I know you won't be here next week, which means we can't see the Marvels next Friday. Um, and we won't be recording the podcast. So I will do my homework of completing Loki. Yep. And then we will be returning with a Loki spoiler cast. Yeah, next episode should be the Loki spoiler cast in two weeks. So if you have Disney Plus and you want to tune in to a spoiler cast, well, that will be what we're doing. So I've heard a lot it. of people have not watched Loki at all. You have not watched an episode. No, um, but I plan to. I'm here to tell you. It's pretty fun. It's like, remember how oh, fun Loki season one was? Oh, no. Like, Loki is the best show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think so far it's continuing to... I mean, it's not... Season two, I wouldn't say is the best, uh, one of the best seasons of Marvel TV we've gotten, but it's, it just care, continues to be really fun, funny, fun, interesting, like brain uh, puzzling. Like I, I, I'm so excited scratchy. to see what happens because of what, how season one ended. Yeah. With oh, that King dying. I'm so excited to see what happens. Picks up the moment season one ends. Oh, that's beautiful. So exciting. And just hits the ground running Good. and like is almost in real time. Good. It's so fun. That's what I want. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Cool. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. Give us a rating if you want. Share this with a friend if you want. See you in two weeks. Baby, the good old days, the good old days. Oh, baby, the good old days. Oh, no. Oh, we're doing a, a sound check. There it is. Cool. Do your eyes sound good? <laughs> Can you give us one more hit of the eye no, drumming? No, the eyes are good. Eye holes are good.